it's the way I knew that was coming, <laughs> and I was so excited because that's the only way I know how to start this off. Mm, mm, mm. Lovely, lovely people. My name is Daphne Emily. And I'm Edis Iris. And we are... Soulful She. Two bodacious beauties. Living in Brockton from Brockton. <laughs> Unraveling our truth on identity, mental health, fashion, um, fashion and empowerment through conversations from the soul. Mm. We are rusty, baby. Listen, it's been how many times? How See many? how bad this is going? It's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah. But we're here again. We're back. For season three. I was I not expecting it, us to get this far. I'm not going to lie. Thank you for believing in us. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I was like, oh, this is a fun, like, exciting shenanigan. And, you know, us two bodacious beauties that are bodacious, but are also shy and don't take up space and aren't usually in the spotlight. I was more of like, yeah, sure. Like, I can do this for a little while. And then now look at us in season three. Oh, look at me being an introvert, being all up in here still. An introvert though, still here. Um, but now that we're here and we're back again, and as always, let's keep it real, real quick, Iris. Sheesh. Can we do like a quick reminder of like what, what you know? You're keeping it real, real quick. Yeah, is? like for the people that maybe this is your first time listening. For the people in the back. Well, since you're going first, you can break it down for the people and then go ahead. <laughs> sure. So when we started this, I think one of the biggest things that I wanted to do um, in the space is like there's a lot of times that you go to work or you go to an event or you go to a meeting and um, a rhetoric that gets used is like keep your feelings at the door. Like whatever you're going through, like leave them outside because it has nothing to do with what we need to get done. And that's not being real. So we wanted to keep it real, real quick. So all the <laughs> shit we go through is the first thing we're gonna talk about when we get here. If we had a good day, a bad day, any type of day, we keep it real, real quick. And we bring it here and share it with y'all. Basically, basically. So keeping it real, real quick. <clears throat> um, I, how am I keeping it real, real quick? I, keeping it real, real quick. <laughs> It's not, be, it's not that quick, but it's real. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Um, I think that I am super excited because we're here together. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get to see, I get to see you often, um, but I don't get to see our videographer, John John Melovier, often. And so I feel like this Look is, him, bless you. <laughs> I feel like this is a space where we do get to see um, him a lot more and interact with him before or after or during so it was nice knowing that like oh i get to see john john again um and i get to bring us together again not me we get to bring us together um but then at the same time i'm also scared because it's like not in a bad way scared but more of like we're jumping back in like we're jumping back in and i feel like we're jumping back in in a time where like you know when you, when they when you say like just start it even though you're not ready yeah i feel like that's where we're at right now like we're not ready but like we are ready. are we not ready though but in the sense like you're never you're never not like stay ready so you don't have to get ready exactly so yeah like i'm in i'm in that little bubble right now but i'm we're excited warming up again exactly. it's like this is back to this is part of life again it's not like a something we're just doing but like we're, this is 
part of our weekly routine. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got. I, I, I think so right now. <laughs> I know there's so much to talk about and catch up on, so I guess I can't force you to do more right now, but me keeping it real, real quick. Yeah. As always, I usually complain about work, but I won't <laughs> today because there's nothing to complain about. So update on life. We'll get there. Um, I'm just excited to be back to keep it real. And I didn't feel excitement until we sat back down on this couch and have the lights and we have John John and we're just here all together again. Because it was just like... I was just like, you know, we're supposed to film tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. I just said, yeah. She's like, okay. And I don't know what else we talk about, but I'm like, sure, we can do it. Like, like she said, it's kind of like you have to jump into it. So I'm like, let's just do it. And all day today, I had to do a million things. I've been like dying in this heat and melting every single day. So like getting from the gym to get here has been a process, but I'm happy to be here and I feel settled in and keeping it real, real quick. It's great to be back. Great to be back. And then usually from keeping it real, real quick, we transition on to conversations from, conversations from the soul. Do you want to explain conversations from the soul? Sure. Conversations from the soul, from the soul is basically what it is. It's us always having our conversations on this couch, conversations with you guys that come from the soul. Um, with Soulful She, it's a big for us to keep it real as we start this show keep it honest keep it genuine and talk from our hearts talk from our souls and really that's what makes this podcast do what it does because half the time we plan a million things to do and we never do it but the one thing we always do is put our souls out there and are genuine about what we're here to talk about so with conversation from the soul we have a topic a theme or sometimes we don't we, five minutes before we'd be like girl what are we talking about i don't know but it's gonna come from the soul um but Conversations from the Soul is like the meat of the whole podcast, and it's where we talk about whatever we pick that day. And mm-hmm. today, since we haven't been here in a very, very, very long time, a year to be exact, we're going to talk about this last year. What happened was. And who we were and who we are and how life is going. So yeah, that's Conversations from the Soul. How are we starting this off? So, literally the last episode that we had on Soulful Sheen. <clears throat> do you remember absolutely not <laughs> i wish you didn't ask because so i literally we'll, was like i know she's not gonna ask so, so, so we'll probably put like a little segment right here of like two seconds or five seconds or like three seconds or like two seconds or like five seconds so like while we're doing this right here you are gonna be hearing something that is gonna be going on <laughs> but john john knows where it's gonna go so but, wherever we point we'll get it right eventually since we pointed everywhere but with that being said, a lot has happened. And if I'm not mistaken, um, we were transitioning from jobs. We were transitioning from love lives. We were transitioning from mindsets. We were transitioning a lot of different ways. Um, and just to step back a little bit, and like Daphne said, it's been a year, you know? So within the time span that life has, that you have in your mind, what has happened? What has happened in a way that has changed who you are? Um, what positions have you positioned yourself in that were very different than where you were? And <clears throat> any tea that you want to spill? Sips tea. Or While sips. you embraced the mess. the mess. I didn't pick my mug. And that's the shade for today. She picked my mug. <laughs> 
And it says, for those who can't see the mug and are listening, it says, embrace the mess. And I'm going to sip to that. <clears throat> With embracing the mess, I can start off. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> and say that um, I don't fully remember what we talked about in our last episode, but I do remember we were in a very big transitional period. <clears throat> and I do remember it was the start of a new chapter for me when it came to work. Um, and it was a new chapter in you know, setting boundaries. Cause I do remember we had a conversation recently towards the end of it about breaking cycles and, um, closing, breaking boundaries, closing cycles. I think mm-hmm. it is one of the episodes, one of the last episodes that we have. Um, <clears throat> and a lot has happened girl. <laughs> the last year we have learned that blocking is your friend. <laughs> so I want to say, and I'm going to start it here and I'll say it here first. So <clears throat> we had a blockade association and we had, we, a, we have <clears throat> the story starts this way. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, the shade is coming. <laughs> Let me drink again. <laughs> so I guess we'll start in our love lives, but we had a blockade association and you know presidents and vice presidents um were a part of it i was just on the board you were on a board and she was a high executive okay i was on the board and i was beginning to be like secretary because blocking was not something that i did yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna lie (laughs) me neither (laughs) but i joined the association and it was wonderful because i really feel like um I see it a lot more, but removing the things that no longer serve you will allow you to for other things to open up. And I think blocking sounds harsh, but honestly, blocking is crucial for your mental health. Um, And I think that blocking can be a healthy thing to do, even though it's perceived as something bad. Well, it's only perceived as bad for those who are blocked. But yeah, so, so I think at one point, um, the, the ladies that were in the blockade ended up leaving the blockade and left me alone and decided that like, you know, <laughs> we're just gonna nilly willy unblock people and do all that fun stuff. I stayed a trooper and stayed in the blockade and held it down until they decided to come back. (laughs) It is true, I had to pass the torch one time. I passed the torch and I stepped down. Um, It was, I mean, to my defense, it was Mercury retrograde and people just make stupid decisions. Um, Interim, interim, okay, good word. I stepped down. I did. I'm not embarrassed. I'm absolutely not embarrassed. I feel no shame because you know what? I stepped out of it and they were reblocked again. And it only took me about a week and a half. But actually, yeah, it was a short lived. I was I was interim for like a very short hot minute. And I mean, you up there now, though, because you've you've held it down because let me be real. Iris, a year ago, we would sit here and we would talk and we would talk about a specific someone. And we'd be like, girl, it's time to block. 
It's time to block. What 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 is the reason that we're still having what conversations? Why like why are we doing this? And she's like, yeah yeah, I'm gonna block. Two seconds later, Iris is like this, and I'm like, Iris, I know you are not sending him a goodbye message before you block him. And she was like, uh. <laughs> Or an explanation. And then she erased the whole thing. And I was like, they don't deserve an ex explanation. That leaves room for conversations for things that don't need to be talked about anymore. <laughs> and that's the point of the block. And now that we are here, it's the growth for me. I slipped up a few, t one time or a few times, one time. But now, you know, the block is on strong. And since then, more people have followed and also been blocked. Yeah everywhere too it ain't just like a phone number it's every every step of the way that that person can have contact they are blocked and i think that um i'm gonna take it a step further and say um the blockade is not just referring to um romantic relationships but even I've, though it's heavily if, yes yes this this yeah we were heavily speaking on romantic relationships but i think in general as well um, I've been doing a very good job of blocking things that are not going to be serving me in the sense of like saying yes to opportunities, um, initiatives, projects, and things of that nature. Um, and really allowing me to be like, okay, internally, introspectively, what is, who is, how is Iris, and how is she going to be shaving, shaving, shaping um, the world around her. And I think with that being said, um, when I ended up taking the job that I have now, which I completely love very, very much, yeah. um, that was an opportunity to maybe the word block might not be the best word, but rather the transition into something that I was doing because I had the opportunity versus something that I truly wanted to do um, because I know that in this podcast I definitely mentioned that fundraising was something big that I liked and loved and <clears throat> ever since I stepped into the the mindset of wanting to do fundraising and working in development it was always a strategy move uh, every ever since I like even brought up the idea it was always I know that I can do direct service I know that I can do stuff in nonprofit but I knew that I needed the resource of fundraising and I needed the resource of development to be able to do anything that I put my mind to or anything that I'm gonna do in my future that I know that whatever career path that I decide to do I need to know about fundraising and I need to know about development to be able to know what I'm gonna do in the future and shape what what that does and so me transitioning from from, from fundraising into um, the work that I do now it's pretty awesome I don't do fundraising anymore but I feel like in the short time that I was in fundraising I got a sense of at least the big picture of what does fundraising mean how does that affect um, the organization and what are the tools that are needed for successful fundraising and I know that I would be able to at the very least know who I need to put into place when I am going to be doing a project that has the mindfulness of fundraising involved. So I <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And, um, and with that, I love the work that I do now. And I will say that I am a, I am a person that I would have loved, appreciated and 
begged to have in college when I was in college. Um, and I'm super grateful for the position because I, every time I step into my office, I'm thinking, wow, like the, the things that I did today, if it had happened when I was there or when I, when I was in college and I would have helped the people that were in my position and my friends in the ways that I'm doing now, we would be eternally grateful and who knows where else we would be. I'm not saying that we're not in good positions now, but I think that the support that I give and the support that with everything that I do in all the um, departments, the way that we work together, um, it's just amazing. We're rock stars. I wanna say it here and I said it now, but the ways that all of the departments come together, we're rock stars. I've heard stories and Iris is doing amazing work, so yay. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <clears throat> and I feel like with Conversation from the Soul and us catching up, I'm going to keep it kind of in the same route as you in terms of some life stuff, career, and then we can transition again to you again about other yeah. things that have happened in the year. Because mm -hmm. um, I just so much has happened, y'all. So much has happened. Um, for me, last year, I was in the same boat of like learning about my boundaries, about breaking down the, the habit of people pleasing and breaking down the habit of always having to, to just jump into helping other people out and put myself to the side. And I felt for many, many years, I literally have been putting myself to the side and just kind of like coasting along in terms of career more specifically, but in general with life, just coasting and always helping people, always helping people, which I still do now, but I've also learned to kind of rearrange my priorities to emphasize like, there are things I need to work on for myself and I have to handle those things because I will still be in the same spot and people will be further along that I'm helping and I'm stuck. So I worked hard on not being stuck anymore. Um, so the blockade happened. I've been blocking. I've been blocking all types of people, all types of energy. I've also been, I mean, I've always said, and I've said a million times that I'm an introvert. So if there's spaces I don't want to be in, I don't go to, but I've, feel like now it's more so like if I don't want to be there there ain't no FOMO I don't want to be there and I don't have to be there I'm not missing anything anyone that's there is living their life having fun I'm so happy you are I'm content with my corner that's one big thing for me that's happened in the last year I also turned 30 whoop, whoop. so whoop, whoop. and with turning 30 I feel like all of a sudden I hit 30 and a lot of growth that was happening finally settled in in a sense. Saturn returning. Yeah, you know, Saturn returned, did what it did. And then when I learned what that was and realized <laughs> when it ended, I was like, okay, I learned a lot of lessons. Now I'm here and not only did I learn better, but I know how to do better in certain senses. And I feel like if things feel like they're crumbling down, I know I can handle it and pick it up and clean it up and build it back up again. So that's me now. <laughs> Personally, in terms of work, I quit my job last year. Oh, oh, my full time job that was Ooh. paying all my bills. Oh, I quit it about a week before I started this software engineering program that I got into. I was first rejected, and they called me a week before it would start saying they had a spot for me. 
And with this program, I did, I'll, I'll say the programming, Resilient Coders, because I want the listeners and people who are here to also know about Resilient Coders because it changed my life. And it's something that I hope that if people are interested, we'll reach out and I can talk about a million times over. Um, but I was called by Resilient Coders. They had a spot for me. They were starting in a week and it's a full-time boot camp. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't seeing outside. I didn't see outside. I didn't see outside for six months. I, I didn't see much sleep either. I didn't see much of anything other than coding and my laptop for about five, six months. But that happened in August. I quit my job the week before. I didn't give a damn about money, how I'm paying my bills. I just said the people that I, I just spoke to the people that I love and was like, hey, this is happening right now. I'm just going to need support wherever I can get support. Other than that, like, I have to handle this. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I finished the program, and Woo! I am a full-time software engineer for an amazing company that I am very proud to work at. Um, the mission was something that was very big <laughs> for me, and the way that things aligned through the process, like, I knew I wanted to work at this company before I even knew I was going to jump into engineering and quit everything and get here. It just worked out so beautifully, and I struggled. I cried a lot. But I have this job that I still struggle and stress over sometimes, but I'm very, very grateful. And I'm a software engineer. I'm a tech baddie, y'all. I'm a tech baddie. Black tech baddie. So I have the t-shirt too, baddie in tech. I got to wear that on another episode because, you know, I need y'all to understand. So being a baddie tech in tech. Baddie and tech. Mm-hmm. Tech and baddie. Baddie. Baddie yeah. and tech. Yeah, all that. Um, what, what how was that transition because like I want the listeners to know how that transition happened like you know the struggles the the like you know what was going on in your head to like keep you going you know like let, let's let us let us in there nah okay <laughs> so I was in a full-time boot camp that taught us how to code. So they taught us um, front-end, back-end, which some people and most people won't understand, but they just taught us the intricacies of getting into a software engineering role. And with that, I learned a lot, and I could break it down more, and maybe I'll break it down in other episodes, but it was just full-time, constantly learning how to code, and not only learning how to code, but breaking down how we were taught to learn Mm -hmm. and how everything we were taught about learning really wasn't helping us learn and having to learn how to learn again in a different way. Oh, wow. Um, So it's like fighting the whole process of learning something new, but also fighting the fact of not falling into habits of how we used to learn to actually retain the information, actually learn the information that can lead us to actually get a role that we can thrive in. So that was the whole process. It was six months of learning how to code, networking a lot, and I'm an introvert, so y'all know I was mad. Every... Every other week, well, every week basically we had to network, but every other week we had to have like chats with people virtually. And, you know, we all hate COVID, but one thing I ain't mad at is that I could do it virtually because they had to do it in person before. And the introvert in me was not already feeling online, but yeah. I had to network with people, talk a lot, build up my social media around that space. Um, so it was a lot. It was a lot. I cried a lot. I was stressed a lot. Imposter syndrome was heavy and I just felt like 
I'm not smart enough to do this. Why did I do this? How did I get here? But I would have those feelings. And then other times I'm like, honestly, the only way I'm leaving this program without graduating is if they block me and drag me out. Like there was no option of leaving because some people don't make it through. It is something that is full time and it takes up your life. So like it is hard on your mental and then it worked its way into from summer to winter. So then the winter blues come in. So for me, it was just like, I don't care how I'm feeling right now. The end goal is not that far away. I can do this for six months. And the only way I'm not going to graduate is if they block me and drag me out. There was no other option. That you were giving yourself? Um, no, no, absolutely not. It wasn't happening. I don't care how many times I cried. I don't care. I had pan like two panic attacks at one point. I don't care. I was like, I'll go through all this, but I'm going to graduate. And I did. And I graduated with a job. Um, so that networking. So the thing is, I'm an introvert, but I still can, you know, talk to people and mm. have conversations. And I feel like when I had my mindset on where I wanted to go and the company I wanted to work for, I just honed in and was just like, I'm working here. So <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm already working here. I'm so y'all need to catch up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I finally, I got the job. Um, and I've been working there now more than six months. And I'm a software engineer. And other than, I just don't know how in-depth I want to go right now. Yeah, yeah. But that was my transition into it. And now that I'm here, I still have my cases of imposter syndrome. I still sometimes feel like I don't have a clue. But then there's days like today, because today mm -hmm. was actually a good day at work, where it was just like, I know some shit. I've got some it. shit, I know some shit, and I'm learning every day. And I think one thing about being in this job, which is something I've always loved since I was younger, since MySpace days, and I don't know why I didn't think about going to school for it. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I started with chemistry. Chemistry didn't go well, so I said no science for me at all. That's what happened. But, oh well. Life happened. I moved on. We're here, and I finally did it, so... I'm happy that I'm here and I'm Yay. finally doing exactly what I wanted to do. So. Yay! so what I'm hearing is that you did not allow the fear of not having a cushion. You did not allow oh, the fear oh, of failure. Broke. Exactly. <laughs> not in a bad way. Like you, <laughs> you did not allow these things that sometimes hinder people and keep people stuck. Mm -hmm to stop you from the goal that like deep inside you knew that you always wanted to try. Mm -hmm. I, and when I was getting interviewed to get into the program, I was asked why I was there. And I was like, honestly, I've been through all these things. I have nothing to lose. I literally have nothing to lose. At this point, I just have to jump head first because there's nothing, I lose my job and what? I don't like that job anyways. I don't spend time outside and well, I'm an introvert anyways. Like there's all these things that I was just like, yeah, I could fight everything to go, go against actually doing this right now. But why would I do that if this is something I genuinely wanted to do? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just like, I know I'm going to struggle. I know I'm going to be stressed. I hate not knowing. I hate being confused. Like on my bad days are days that I just don't know what I'm doing. My good days are days that like I knew what I was doing. That's how I naturally feel. So yeah. I had a lot of bad days because I just hated not knowing what I was doing. But um, we're here now and I'm grateful and I'm learning every day and I still have my qualms with myself sometimes and we all do. But in the end, 
people ask me like what do you do for a living and I say I'm a software engineer and I glow because that's some shit I'm proud about so and we see the glow we see the glow Mm, Mm, mm. so if y'all have questions you know let me know we'll talk about it more definitely and then there was this like thing that we did that like we like went on this plane and Girl, like, it was like three, two weeks ago. So <laughs> we jumped the whole year. We Damn, said forget else? everything else. <laughs> well, what, what else? Ha- I mean, I got the job. You got the job. Yeah. We blogged people. We created boundaries. I turned 30. You almost there. And we've been enjoying <clears throat> what life has to offer us and in enjoying what life has to offer us and also finding our own enjoyment. What did we do recently? So we, so I'll say this, we definitely had it in one of our um, vision boards. So we had, yes, so we had this vision board and I think we might have shown you guys because it was an easel. It was an episode of yeah, like the yeah. easel and the poster. Yeah. Basically, basically. So last year COVID happened, so not a lot, in, and we're still in COVID. The last two years and we are still yeah, here. Yeah, we're still here. But in the height of it, um, we were supposed to head off to another country and enjoy the beauty of music through afro nation um and unfortunately that ended up getting canceled slash postponed to this upcoming year and we made it happen we actually went to portugal and enjoyed our lives (laughs) well i enjoyed myself (laughs) i did enjoy myself as well yeah um yes afro nation was a whole process but we made it happen and we were flourishing in portugal and honestly y'all if there's anyone that would flourish in lisboa or in portugal in general it's iris herself and I knew from the time that we initially planned to do Afro Nation that if there's anyone that would thrive, <laughs> it would be Yiris. I knew this. And I told you a million times, <laughs> I, every step of the way, I'm just like, someone's just going to have the best life. Like, this place is your place. And that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. She flourished. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it a lot. And Afro Nation was... I'm going to go first because I feel like you'll say more positive things than me. <laughs> so, like, we'll end it on a high note in terms of, um, in terms of affirmation. But for me, I've been to Portugal before. Oh, yeah. So, like, I already knew certain things about getting there. So, I was excited to go back because Lisboa never owes me anything. I always have an amazing time. Um, so, going to affirmation was great. I had a great time. We were on a beach, so it was a lot of walking in the sand. So my legs were very toned by the end of it, and I was real tired of sloshing around in that sand. (laughs) Also, it was three days, (laughs) and I don't know if it's the 30 in me, but after a day and a half, I was like, I don't know if I got another day and a half left in me, but we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We made it to the end, and I enjoyed, I did enjoy it, even if I struggled. (laughs) The heat and the sand, all, well, it wasn't that hot, but the sand itself, that's what had me. But other than that, the music was amazing. The beautiful black people everywhere oh, was oh, so, oh. like, if there's anything that I'll always remember about going there is seeing all the beautiful black people just having fun and enjoying life. Like, for me, 
that was more than anything else for the festival. Yeah. And then after that is Burna Boy, because Burna Boy was so amazing. And I'm like absolutely in love with him now. And honestly, he's coming and he has a concert on Friday. And I this think. This Friday? Yes. And I think I might pay an How extreme much, amount girl? of money to see this man again because he can perform, okay? Yeah. But that's yeah. me and Afro Nation. <laughs> I'm going to say yes to that too, in the sense that like Burna Boy. His performance was one of the, like, there was a gazillion performers, but the people that we paid attention to, Brenda Boy's performance was captivating. Super, super captivating. In general, did I love the festival? Hell yes. Like, when I tell you, I think that, like, I was overwhelmed. I was are clips of Iris <laughs> and Nation here. I was <laughs> overwhelmed. Like, so the first day that we got there, <clears throat> Can I just say, like, I was just like. For those who can't, who are listening and not watching the video, <laughs> she's looking around I'm, in many different directions. I'm looking at the people and it's not just like guys, it was girls. It was the guys, it was the girls, it was the styles, it was the colors, it was the patterns, it was the designs, it was the accents, it was the language. It was like the combination of it all. I was like, why do I live in Massachusetts? <laughs> that part. <laughs> like that what? Part. But it was more because like various people, cultures and like languages came together in one space and I was just overwhelmed in a beautiful good way but I loved I loved every second of the festival. Um Afro Nation, you guys did awesome. Um, did I like the sand? No. But did I care? No. Um, I, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> and I wasn't drunk either. But it was just, it was, I think I was drunk on just the views. That's what I'll say. I was drunk on the views because I, yeah. She also fell in love with another performer, Daju. Yes. Which I also understand because... He's a French-speaking singer and rapper. His voice and rapper, and his voice is deep and beautiful. His singing was like everything, and it just—I was captivated. And then I looked to my right, and Iris was just like, "Who is this man?" And I'm like, "I know Iris. I feel you." And from there, we were in love with him, and just. It just kept getting better and better. And one thing about the beautiful melanated people is every color, every pattern, everything looks amazing on them. So everyone just looked fucking good. Yeah. So good. And everyone tried and everyone like showed up and was like, we're not showed here out. just to party. We're here to look good and feel good. I mean, even we were out there like, I mean, by day three, we were like, whatever, we don't care. But the first two days we were like, we're going to wear the best of the best. I mean, the third day, we still look fly because we never just, you know. Yeah. Our, like, we ain't trying is still better than a lot of people trying. But other than that. Go ahead. We, <laughs> it's true story, though. But we were out there, and everyone was beautiful, and it was it was beautiful. Yeah. I think, I think by the third day, um, I was just so enamored with everything that was there that I literally was just like, this is my last day. I need to capture it all. I need to capture it all. I need to tell you that you're beautiful. I need to show you that you're beautiful. 
I need to do it all. And I remember my fave, it's literally started with this guy that was walking by and he had a, a, an apron. He had an apron on. He had a dashiki apron. And I was just like, bro, what? He had an apron and some shorts on. So it was like an apron, a shirtless apron. I was just like, this is how you came here? Like what? And you look good? So, <laughs> so literally I was just like, can I capture this moment? And after that, every time I asked somebody that, they were like, bet. Tell me, so tell me, tell me how to pose. Did anyone tell say me. no? I think one person said no because they had to go to the bathroom. Oh, they were walking towards the bathroom. And I remember there was this one group of, um, there was this gorgeous girl. She had blue and then she had like a hairstyle, but then she was with other people and just her walking. She was just like, you can tell that she was just like, I'm here and I'm walking, but like, I'm showing you who I am. And I literally was just like, do that whole thing all over again. And she was just like, bet. And I recorded her walking towards me. And it was We're gonna, we have to insert clips so y'all can see. Like this is one video that Iris put together that is beautiful, all the people she has, she got. And then there's this one picture of this beautiful black man. I'm telling you, black boy joy that I saw in his face. It was the biggest smile. He was in a crisp boy outfit and I, that's my favorite picture. That, sh that picture needs to win a prize because Iris got him in just a, in a beautiful essence that y'all need to see it. Picture's gonna be here somewhere. Oh John John's gonna figure it out. Y'all need to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but it also made me really appreciate what videographers and photographers like John John do because you are capturing the essence of people. And it was fun to do what I was doing that day because I was like, I remember myself transitioning from like, let me take a picture of you to realizing that I just can't say, let me take a picture of you to everyone. Because once you say that to someone, sometimes they don't know what to do, even though I had seen it prior to, and that's why I went to them. So it was like engaging in them where they feel so comfortable and loose that then you just capture that moment before it runs Direct away. Direct that Iris. Direct that Iris is out there. <laughs> but She's it, out in that sand. But, sloshing around. <laughs> running and catching up to people. No, but actually. <laughs> She'd be like, are you, we look to the right and to the left and be like, where's Iris? And then we look all the way down there and Iris is over there with somebody just capturing a beautiful moment. And we're just like, go ahead, Iris. Do you. Just don't get lost. Basically, basically. So that was, that was really, really fun. Um, and then Lisboa in general, um, I loved every second of it. It was, it was a breath of fresh air, yumminess. That's true. We ate well. We had a great apartment in a great location. We went to many, many beautiful places to eat. Cause honestly, if there's anything we wanted to do more than anything, it was eat. So we did that mm -hmm. and we went to some nice bars. That one bar that was across the street from the apartment was really cool and yeah. nice. Um, <clears throat> which I will then segue into. We went to this bar and it was called the cocktail room. And when I kid, when I tell you that like we had maybe three, I had three cocktails. We all had cocktails, but I had three cocktails. And when I tell you the last cocktail, I fell in love. But it also reminded me why I love the cocktail because of like the combination and the effort and the love that was poured into it because I remember having a conversation with the bartender and was like I loved the violet in the last drink that I had can you please make a drink don't tell me what it is but just make a drink with 
Violet. And so it was like she decided what that drink was going to be. All I asked was for one ingredient and she exceeded my expectations of a drink. And I live to be able to do that for some people, someone. And so hopefully with that being said, the drinks that we are drinking tonight, <clears throat> um, you can't see it because we're uh, drinking from our lovely mugs. But Again, I didn't pick my mug. <laughs> But I created a mango sangria, um, <clears throat> and it is very, very yummy in my perspective. And it is um, mellow Vier, John John, feel free to do what you gotta do and the beautiness of it. But um, I created a mango sangria, and I've been creating in general. <clears throat> I think another thing since um, the time that we left here to now, um, I've always loved drinks. I think my family were very big on having a signature drink at all of the events that we had. If you've ever been to one of my um, house parties or house events, you know that um, with the party invitation, sometimes the dress code, there's always a signature drink that happens in the house. And so I think um, with my love of always wanting to have a signature drink, making drinks has always been awesome. Um, for Christmas, my mother ended up getting me a like cocktail shaker, so I have all the things to be able to make a drink. And I think I want to like take it to the next level, and you know, really become a bartender. Um, <clears throat> because I think I make some yummy drinks, and I think that once I get the like the basics really down packed. I'll be able to experiment even more in ways that like I'll be able to be like okay instead of me putting fruity stuff together I will know how to put certain things that don't mesh together in a way that will still make a good drink um, so stay tuned um, I definitely told my IG community if you follow me um, that I'll be doing a testing um, shenanigan and I think I'm gonna call it a sobremesa. So look out for the sobremesa, which I'm going to hopefully create in the backyard. And the signature drinks and tests I love it. are gonna come out. So look out for that. I like went a while <laughs> wanting to be a bartender and learn how to make drinks. And then I just didn't think about it anymore. And all of a sudden, Iris has like found a way to like, I mean, one, Iris is more of a doer than I am. Like when she says she's gonna do something, she's gonna do something. You have put your heart into it and you have made some drinks that I'm just like, I don't need to bartend because <laughs> I got Iris. <laughs> I still would like, you know, to get the job. But yeah. I feel like the, mo the money would be great and all that, but you have a love that you pour into it that I feel like you do great. Thank you, you would do amazing. Thank you do you. amazing now. So keep going, girl. And maybe I'll catch up someday. But, you know, for now, I'm going to just enjoy your drinks. <laughs> but, yeah. And I think that one thing without spilling the beans is that um, as we continue to play around with Sofoshi and what does Sofoshi mean collectively and what does Sofoshi mean individually, just look out for that. Look out for that. It's a woolly. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah. We had talked about Afro-Nation. We ventured into how you have been making all these beautiful cocktails. Me, other than that, I just started reading again. I only read like one book, so I'm not even going to say I've really been reading, but I'm trying to get into that again. 
and make my life come back to normal. I think that's something I didn't mention when going through the program. I was so in that like mindset that once I graduated, I was like, how do I live normally again? And how do I have routine? Which I feel it's been six more than six months. So at this point, I've created a routine and I'm like slowly getting back to it. But um, yeah, so the next thing on the list, since I'm not trying to do everything at once, so then I would quit everything at once, is like read more books and um, not be on social media so much. And I've only done it for a weekend. But I'm proud of myself. I'm only like 50 pages away from finishing this book I just started. And you know, like, that's really good. Call me a reader. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start somewhere. Right. So I feel like maybe I'll start mentioning books on the show when I continue reading. That's me holding myself accountable. Mm, I like that. I like that. So once I finish this book and next episode, depending how I feel about this book, because right now it's not going how I like it. It's it went through this happy phase. And right now the book is not really happy and my emotions are a wreck. But we'll see how I feel next episode. I'll probably talk shit about it. That's how it's going. At this point, it sounds like I'm going to be talking shit about it. Sounds like we're going to be getting um, book recommendations and drink recommendations. Hey, look at us. (laughs) Look at us just (laughs) flourishing. But with everything that's been going on, um, I think that one of the stuff that I love about the show that we start off from, you know, keeping it real, real quick, really sharing what we are bringing into this space with, and then diving into conversations from the soul. Um, we then transition onto stepping into you and stepping into you. I wanted to intentionally put it right after conversation from the soul, because I think that one of the biggest things that I love, love, love to do. And if you know me, Um, you know, I will always do this is how are we reflecting on ourselves? How are we reflecting on our decisions? How are we reflecting on what's going on about us? How are being introspective with everything that is happening? Um, and you will definitely get to know me if you don't know me, but that is the type of person that I am. I get into the feelings, get soul deep into the souls that like sometimes it's uncomfortable for people. And that's just how I am. I've, I've come to, I've come to embrace it. And with stepping into, stepping into you, it's how are we taking the conversation from the soul and, and thinking about how is, how are we stepping into ourselves a little more, um, authentically, a little more vulnerably, a little more ourselves, um, to do better, to be better or to just be, uh, and with that being said, um, thinking about stepping into you with all that has happened. Daphne, what have you learned about yourself? <laughs> because like there, there have been a lot of changes. There have been a, a lot. lot of hiccups. There have been a lot of like things that you didn't realize that you might be able to overcome. There have been ups and downs. And so with all of that being said, what have you learned about yourself? <laughs> I feel like it's cliche when people are like, I'm such a different person now from a year ago, but like, it's true. Like, I'm a completely different person in so many aspects from a year ago. I think that I've always been stern in certain ways. I've always been very loving and funny and fun and caring my whole life. But I feel like in the last year, I've honed in on my sternness in a sense of being like, I'm about this. I'm a grown-ass woman. This is how things are going to be for me. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, cool. You can stick around if you'd like. But... In that aspect of my life, I've learned that, like, 
it is what it is is literally a motto. Yeah. Things happen, things don't go well. People and expectations I've created for people don't weigh down on me like they used to. It's just that I've gotten to a point where I'm just very understanding in general and I've been in understanding for a very long time, but I've just shed those expectations that have been placed and I've just changed my perspective on like, you can be hurt by people, yes, all these things can happen, but like, perspective, right? One way I see it is not how everyone else is going to see it or how they see it. And I've just learned to grow from that and not be so hurt about certain things. Um, so in the sense of like being stern and how I feel and understanding how I feel and be able to talk through how I feel, but also not putting that pressure on other people when it's something that is mine hmm. to handle, but also knowing that if it is other people, removing them from my life, if they are affecting me negatively. And it's just, a, I shrug my shoulders and it sounds like it's easy and it's not easy sometimes to remove people from your life, but I've gotten to the point that it is something that I can just shrug my shoulders and be like, well, I removed them from my life. And then I moved on. And that's where I'm at now in that sense. Other than that, I don't know. I just feel wiser. I don't know why. I feel wiser. I just feel wiser. <laughs> I feel like I've, I think about certain things a lot differently. I think about the relationships I have with people in a way that I, I show that I care. I'm a very sarcastic person, but I've like let that go a long time ago because I've learned that sarcasm doesn't sit well with most people. I rolled my eyes, but I really learned to understand that, like, the funny stuff sometimes just needs to go by the wayside. Like, not every moment has to be a ha-ha, hee-hee moment or make a funny comment, but I can still be funny. And I'm not saying that even with you. I'm just saying in general. Like, yeah, yeah. I used to be so sarcastic in, in so many ways, but I've learned that, like, I really need to respect and understand people and how they are and how they perceive things. And I don't give a fuck about people to emphasize that first, but for the people I care about, also understanding that I am gonna respect their boundaries and how they feel about certain things and not have someone say they don't like something and not respect that. And the same way that if I don't like something and it needs to be respected now at this point in my life, like if I say no about something, it's really no. It's the same way that if someone told me no, I'd be like, cool. And honestly, I'm proud of you because it's hard to do that. Um, it's hard to set your boundaries. Exactly. And I'm at that point in my life and I can do bad about myself is still a motto. I don't give a fuck. You can call me a bitch and whatever, every which way, but I know deep down I'm not that person. I know the people that care about me and love me know I'm not that person. But if you want to call me that, go ahead, because if I have to be, I can. So by all means, say whatever you want to say. I'm still living. I'm still thriving. I'm enjoying my life for me and enjoying the people that I love. And it's in the simplest form. I'm just doing me in the best ways to support me and be happy with me and the people I love. Other than that, the life's just, I mean, this country is already going to shit. What else am I going to do? Might as well find ways to be happy. <laughs> but actually, I think so. that's one very huge important thing that specifically with COVID happened. It's, it's like, really, you, we don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't know what is going to happen. If monkeypox is going to take over, if, you know, like every crazy shenanigan, like, you know, we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow will look like. We don't know if Jeff Bezos or whoever the next millionaire becomes, you know, decides that he's taking a group of people, bringing them to Mars and then blowing and up it. Earth. Like, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> 
we really don't know but with that being said like you really have to enjoy the people that you have around you the moments that you have around you and also like let go if you need to let go and allow to come in if you want to allow to come in because right. i think that one of the biggest things that maybe i didn't share too much about it through this conversation but like one thing that i'm learning every single day and constantly remembering every single day is that like you know you have a perspective that you have you don't have the next person's perspective so you really have no idea what's going on in their head and they have no idea what's going on in your head and so if it means that you are a villain in someone's eyes let that happen but at Shit. the same time if but at the same time if they come to terms with like okay i have reflected i have figured out i have like stepped back and seen what is going on and realized that maybe you weren't the you weren't the villain but maybe i was going through something myself allow them to come back in if you know you want them to come back in but at least giving Unless that space <laughs> But like giving that space to like, you know, if you come in, you come in, if you don't, you don't. But but also not being so gung ho to like the a specific expectation, a specific result, because I think one of other thing that I have learned myself through this um, through this experience in general is that like I am capable of a lot. Like I am capable of a lot. I can do like if I set my mind to do something, I will make it happen. Will it be in the way that I thought it was going to be? No. So like, yes, removing that expectation that like, do I want something? Yes. But is it going to be given to me or am I going to receive it in the way that I thought it was going to be nicely packaged? No. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that you're not going to receive it and so really learning those things through everything that i did specifically i think with portugal it's just learning of like i got everything that i wanted to get done was it in the way that i thought i was going to receive it no but i still did everything that i wanted to do and i did everything that i wanted to do and i'm learning that even now you know, as I continue to like look through my room and through the things that it's just like, I have really set out to do certain things and I've made it happen. I have literally made it happen and I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> but any other last thoughts mm. of what you have learned since the last time that our soul friends were here till now? I was thinking about it um, while you've been talking, it like dawned on me as well that I've learned to like take it easy on myself what does that mean that means if my body is saying you're tired then I am not pushing myself I am taking a break I I know and I've learned in a sense when I'm gonna push myself and I'm gonna work hard because I want to get something done but I've also learned that like I'm just going to take a break or I'm not going to do anything today or I'm going to relax or I'm going to binge the show and not feel guilty about it because what is all this rush and hubbub to do all these things when like literally life is still happening with or without me in a certain sense. It is. Still. And if I'm burning myself out, because I still feel some stuff being burnt out, but I'm working my way out of it. Mm -hmm. But we and so many of us are so burned out that it got to a point for me that was just like, why am I still trying to chug along when I can just stop? And breathe. And breathe. And not feel guilty about breathing. I think that was the biggest thing when you said all of that. The biggest thing that came out was guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Not allowing the guilt of just breathing because we're in a society that's just like, we have to go and we have to make this money to 
to buy the shit because of all the marketing ads that are targeted against us to buy all this shit, so. <laughs> the little rabbit hole you just went, mm. I can go deeper, but I stopped there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the society that we live in, it's always about going, moving, making money, doing these things, and then even through the last few years, like, you have to be accomplishing all these things, and it's like, actually, my happiness is not based on accomplishing what you say is accomplishment like my mental health and being happy and working on myself is a big accomplishment so for me like this last weekend it was hot outside everybody want to be outside right to the streets i went to my father's house i did my laundry and i was in the ac i said y'all enjoy the outside but me I'm not finna turn up. <laughs> See me? I'm not finna turn up. I'm gonna keep myself inside. I hope y'all have fun. But me, I'm gonna just chill here. I drink my water. You know what I mean? Your water? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But I think that with all of that, one thing to keep in mind for our soul friends, one thing I like to do is in stepping into you, is giving a question for you to think about, just the same way that I um, threw a question at uh, Damn Daph, Daphne Emily. It's also throwing it back at you guys with the hope that you will share with us your interpretations and your thoughts and your opinions of, okay, time has happened. A lot of time has happened because from the time that happened now to the years, months, weeks, days that have happened, you have changed mm -hmm. in one way shape or form or you have there has something has happened and so the question is do you reflect on the time that has passed um how have you changed how have you grown how have you expanded um evolved and really become the person that you are today the person that you are today is not the person that you were yesterday yesterday's price is not today's price and so with, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> with that why isn't it you know why isn't today's price not the same as yesterday's price because of a b c d e f g and have you reflected on the beautifulness that has allowed you to become from a to b um and this was our little short segment of catching y'all up on what we do but then also you reflecting on like since the last time that we chatted what have you done how have you expanded how have you reflected on the changes that has happened to you and um, celebrate it and celebrate it and also how have you stopped feeling guilty about just breathing have you breathed they can wait they, i don't know who but they can wait the email can wait till tomorrow turns off computer <laughs> uh it's my time like all the videos on tiktok gen z's been doing it right about work i'm sorry this meeting is over <laughs> actually not even i'm sorry exit zoom <laughs> leave meeting <laughs> i can't do that but like i'll definitely ease have my i way. done that absolutely not but i'm just saying <laughs> but yes next on the list of things to accomplish exiting when it's time to exit and your time is of value and do with what you want with your time um, for the betterment of you and your happiness and then celebrate it celebrate it and i think that was stepping into you and from stepping into you is fashion forward well we talked about that 
And, and that's why I wanted to share with them. They're used to fashion forward, so give them a little detail on. So fashion on. forward is when I talk about fashion, my love of fashion <laughs> and all these things, because I like to get dressed. I, my, one of my other models is if you look good, you feel good. I don't dress for nobody but myself. Like, honestly, the point of me getting dressed is so I can catch my reflection. Mm. That's it. Mm. If you see me walking mm. by all these windows, I am looking at myself. Mm. I don't know about y'all. Y'all can look at me too, but I'll be looking at me. <laughs> um, but with Fashion Forward, I was supposed to be talking about fashion and all these things, and I've learned through the process of Soulful She and talking or trying to talk about Fashion Forward is that like I didn't put so much effort into it because I have a love for something, but doesn't mean I want to talk about it so much or like there's things I want to talk about. It's just a feeling I have. So for me, Fashion Forward has been difficult because... It's not just something I just want to talk about and throw something out there and just figure something to say to y'all. It has to resonate. So for me, I am removing fashion forward to be realistic because I have really done nothing with it since we started in the last two years. You have. You have done stuff. I've done some stuff, done. but you know, like, the Virgo as... in me is like, you haven't done anything. No. For what I want from it and something that I wanted to build upon, it's not doing that. And, and what we just talked about, I'm not going to exert myself to force something to happen that I'm not feeling. So in that, I still love fashion. Y'all can still keep looking at me. I'll still be looking at my reflection. And when things resonate, I will still share it with y'all. But I'm going to remove it from the show and rethink what I want to add into this. And maybe the books thing or something else might fall into place. But for now, I only want to keep it natural. And that wasn't feeling natural for me. So from fashion forward, and how every other episode would go with fashion forward, I'd say like two words and be like, on to the next. <laughs> now going to resonating with she. Which is a perfect thing because now you're sharing what's resonating with you and what's not resonating with you. Exactly. So I've already done that segment. Your turn. Ma'am? What's resonating with she? <laughs> Ma'am? <laughs> or explain to the people. <clears throat> so resonating with she, I think we plopped it on here because we wanted to also not only share what we were going through, not only dive into the deep conversations, not only explore introspectively ourselves, but also what's going on. You know, like this, this was like our way of like pop culturing, but like what's happening now, but like for us ourselves, because right. honestly, we could only speak for ourselves. We can't speak for the, the masses. And, and so therefore it was like, our way of being like okay how what are we resonating with right now what is a book that we're thinking about recently what is a song that has been replaying in our head and and all that jazz and honestly <clears throat> was resonating with me lately so um my family my sister-in-law and my two brothers we came together to buy a movie screen an inflatable movie screen that we put in our backyard and when i tell you it was dope it was dope the first thing that i played on that movie screen was usher's tiny desk watch this it was it was dope it was dope to be able to see that like but in large screen it was dope um but now that that is there we have movie nights and the last movie that we started to watch was shang chi um, which is a Marvel movie, and when I tell you, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. I loved it. I haven't even finished it yet because we had to pause it. But like this, it was a, re it it is a really good film. 
I don't know too much about films, so like, I don't know what type of critic I am, but I love romantic, sappy movies. Um, I like action, and I like romantic movies. And Halloween. <laughs> and Halloween movies, yes. Um, but yes, like Shang-Chi, since the minute that I watched the film to where I stopped, I've enjoyed every aspect of it. Like, all of it. All of it. Um, so right now, that's the, the film that's been resonating with, with she. Anything else resonating? Um, hmm. Another thing that's been resonating with me is my earrings. <laughs> so, um, if you if you are around me, I feel like my earring game is always like something that I I try to work on. And I will say, um, I received that inspiration from a formal a former uh, supervisor that I had. Her name was Elena B. White. So it's her whole government name. <clears throat> but she um, works, worked, works at MassArt. She was an amazing supervisor. I love her to pieces even till this day. One thing that I loved about her was her transparency, her honesty, but also her earrings. She always had magnificent earrings. And I remember since then, I always loved um, signature pieces because I'm I've always played around with expression mm -hmm. um, but I think then and there I really was like okay I think I started buying earrings for her but then I was like okay but like I like these and I like how they look and since then I've always tried to play around with earrings and I found these bad boys in Portugal and I think they were like seven dollars seven euros and I was like I can't not go home without these and I feel like I've worn them already three times I'm in love I'm in love Very but you'll definitely be play well you'll definitely be seeing a lot more um, earring games in the show so I hope you enjoy <clears throat> resonating with me I'm a hoop girl first when it comes to earrings so I'll just clarify I love earrings but like just give me some hoops <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've been lately. Um, but in terms of what's resonating with me, what's resonating with she is one the book I was talking about. What it's is called it? it's called It Ends With Us by Colleen. I had her name in my head, Hoover, Colleen Hoover. And I bought the book because this one girl on TikTok, she had so many videos of just like different reactions that were so dramatic to this book. Like one was like swooning, the other one was like crying. And I'm like, I want to get into reading and I need a, if there's a book that's going to get that out of me and get me going, it's this book. And I'm literally almost done with it. And it's been like three days. And at first I was judging homegirl from TikTok and it's like, why are you reacting like this? You're doing too much. I'm reading the same book now and I'm not seeing it until it did what it did. And now I understand. I understand why she was reacting the way she did because the book flipped completely on me and now I'm just not content. I'm not happy <laughs> and now I need to finish the book and they need to give me the happy ending I deserve because I've made it this far. <laughs> so that's what's resonating with me. Anything else? <laughs> Other than that, I'm still in love with Burner Boy. Every day I fall further and further in love with him because he's an amazing performer. He's someone that you can... 
on the stage just watching him you can see he was having the time of his life he really was and he was making sure he was giving us an amazing show and i felt it mm -hmm. and i was already enamored with him before but when i saw him perform i was just like wow i need you in my life forever <laughs> like i'm in love with you and I don't think he'll ever understand or have a clue who I am, but it's okay because Burna Boy, I am absolutely in love with you. And since then, his album dropped and I've had it on repeat and it's so good. And out of all the songs, the the song right now that's like really popular is Last Last. But let me tell you something. It's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. That song is a hit and it's about a breakup, but I will turn some to it. I will. <laughs> and then I will cry to it. I, I've listened to it on repeat and felt bad and sad and I felt the feels of a breakup and felt the feels for him and his breakup and then also been like, but this is my jam. Yes, that's what's resonating with me. Other than that, things that we didn't mention things we took from Portugal that I feel like resonates with us. But when we were in Portugal, mm -hmm. we were we had a lot of catchphrases. We really did. We really did. And we simmered down, but we were going strong in Portugal. Would you like to share with people? Share with the mandem? <laughs> so one thing. So, so I feel like if anybody actually heard us, they would beat the shit out of us. Not me. Y'all be safe though. <laughs> Ma'am, we were disrespectful, we were. but we were having fun. At the same they time. They were making fun of us too, <laughs> us being Americans. And I'm just like, first of all, let me take that back. Us living in America and just being like, oh, you Americans. It's just like, don't say that. I just live there. I'm <laughs> embarrassed enough. Please just, I just live there. That's the only thing you can say to me. But we were around a lot of people from Europe, so a lot of people from the UK. And we just took a knack for how they spoke, so... Yeah, I feel like um, the mendum. I'm losing the mendum. I'm losing the mendum is one of them. And that's like, I'm losing the gang. I'm losing the guys. I'm, I'm losing, losing the, the guy. <laughs> and that happened because one of the guys, his friends were walking away while he was trying to talk to one of the people in our group. And he was losing the mendum. <laughs> we had to catch up to them. So then that stuck with us. Um, because it was absolutely hilarious how he said it and he felt like it was just so normal for him and we're just like I'm losing the mend up <laughs> every five seconds <laughs> and oh, then guy. <laughs> so so like like it was those little things but it was great there was this one time that we were watching something and the performer was not going on so like it was just I think there was like technical difficulties. And so we were literally just standing in silence because there was they were trying to figure this out. And literally from the back of our heads, we hear this girl, she goes, this is mad. And we were just like, right, you're right. <laughs> this shit is mad. Like, <laughs> but it was like the way that she said it, like, I'm sorry, I love accents, I love it. And it just made it even better. Like, yes, this is mad. <laughs> What other things? Yeah, there was just a lot. We were saying a lot, and now I'm just like, I feel like we lost all that. But it's because we, we left Portugal and came back here. To Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here again. No. But to talk about fashion, lastly, to make this quick before we end the episode... Every, I don't know, I asked my sister, because my sister was with us, and she actually lives in London, and I was like, is it the popular thing for people to wear basketball jerseys now oh yes and it's actually 
every other man was wearing some type of like basketball, basketball jersey, jersey that they probably didn't even know. No, because there was one guy that had no fucking clue what the team was, and it was some team in California. I don't fucking know, but I knew more than he did. <laughs> but yes, no, literally, I thought it was more of like a, a cute little thing, but like every single time that we went to the festival, there was at least one out of ten of the guys there wearing were wearing jersey. a basketball jersey. And I was just like, I was wow. like, are we in 2001? That's what I'm saying, because like, you know, we used to wear basketball jerseys, but that's like back in the day. So it was just like, so this came back and it's like popular else, now? I guess. I mean, Y2K <laughs> is kind of in style, so I can see it. They're more fitted, which I appreciate because the 2000s, you know, they were wearing the extra, 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 extra large that were like dresses on them. So, <clears throat> or sleeping gowns. Yes, but I saw so many and they didn't know what team was from where. But hey, they look fine. They were still beautiful black men. You want to tell them how you fumbled the bag? <laughs> I I always fumble bags. Like that's just unfortunately. No, like, we, I'm a and, starter. I'm not a closer. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something. Since we're here, we talk about. <laughs> I know I was supposed to end this episode, but we've talked about how all the things that we've done in the last year, how much we've grown, the things we learned, how we came about within the last year. But let's talk about some things we're going to learn to do and change from here on out. And one thing Iris is going to learn to do is when you want to talk to him, okay, quick. talk to them. If you want to hit them up, hit them up. If you want the phone number, girl, go ahead and ask for it. And I'm proud of you because you did it recently. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how that's going to go. But, so. <laughs> but, 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 but I mean. you did it. Yes. So, so like, one of the big, biggest things that I mentioned by day three, there was just so many beautiful people that, like, I wanted to let them know that they were beautiful. So, anytime I got the chance and I saw a gorgeous face or a phenomenal fit, like, I would stop them and let them know, your fit is just gorgeous. Your fit is beautiful. Your, your face. face is gorgeous. Your face is delicious. As F. <clears throat> so I would say that. But, like, I think I wasn't in the mindset that, like, I need to get that person's number or I need to have them with me. But just more admiring and letting them know that I admire them. And so I think in that sense, I'm a good starter because I will let you know. But, like, I'm not going to ask for your number. Because, like, maybe I just... Not maybe. I wasn't in the mindset of needing to have their number. But he was from New York. But there, yes. So there was this, I know, I know. On top of that, like being in Portugal and then it's a man from New York, but still he was delicious. Um, there, I was, we were, it was already nighttime. So I stopped taking pictures of people um, because I couldn't, I, did, I wasn't going to flash people. Um, and I think I was, I think we were enjoying Burn a Boy and we were doing our thing. And I think from like the, the, across the hall, across the, the, the sand, there was this gorgeous, delicious ass man that was walking towards us. He had this like red suit. He was like this, he had on some dreads and he was just doing it. Like he was just doing it. And so I kept looking and each time I looked, he looked finer and finer. So I kept looking, <laughs> but as he got closer, I was like, you know what? I was just tell him just the same way that you've been telling everybody else that he's fine. So he got closer. And I think as when he got to like right here, I like stopped him and was just like, you look delicious as fuck and then he was just he i think he like blushed and was just like oh my gosh like what the fuck just happened and then i think he tried to have a conversation with me and i was just like no just take the compliment and keep going 
<laughs> and I commend that. I absolutely commend that happening. Until Iris was like, damn, I should have talked to him more. Yeah. Which I feel like it happens. And at this point in life, moments happen for a reason. And they're moments in their memories. But hey, y'all share this video this clip and maybe we can find him or something i'm crying no do not do yes. no we are doing this we are not doing we are doing this i will start we the campaign <laughs> we're not doing this quiet ass delicious man with the red suit and the locks that was at afro nation we are looking for you no you we're live not in new york you live in new york no we're not if it's you Hit us up. But, okay, what's the what's the likelihood that this man is Don't play. The world is smaller than you think. The, you met him in Portugal, and he happened to be from New York. It can get smaller, boo. Ma'am? <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> you know, we usually say what's resonating with me, and from what's resonating with me, I remind you guys that... <clears throat> shoot your shot. <laughs> no, we we remind people that they can listen, he can listen, but she is speaking. And we might be one more drop in the ocean, or we just might be that last sip to quench your thirst. <laughs>